Hello, welcome to episode 47 of the... Let's see. It popped up. Wanted us to do a quality check. We're not checking. We're just going with it. Yeah. We're just going to go. Forget quality. We want quantity. You want quality? <laughs> should be listening to some other podcast. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming and other, your favorite tech and, and everything podcast. We're trying to expand <laughs> the horizons a little bit in the next coming episodes. There will definitely be Linux and there definitely will be gaming though. Um, and uh, this episode was pre-recorded but will be released on YouTube, iTunes, and podcast platforms. Please like, rate, review, comment, subscribe on whichever platform you prefer to listen or view the show. Thank you very much for that. And uh, man, it's been a minute. We hadn't been in here in a little while. I think we've both been both sick, sick and, and overworked. And, yeah. <laughs> I think I got sick early on. I think that was like the first gap. And yep. then I got crazy busy. Yep. And then I got, and then we were like, all right, I'm ready. We're getting together this yep. week. This week is the week we're getting back yep. together. And then we both got sick again. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and it just, wasn't, it was we so were, stupid because it wasn't even like, <laughs> I wasn't even sick, sick. I just yeah. sounded horrible. Like I sounded like this, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's I what you would have heard the entire podcast. <laughs> but you have that thing where if you get, if you get a sinus infection or a sore throat, you have that time period where you're coming off of the sickness and you have that like nice radio deep voice. You oh, know? it wasn't nice. It wasn't oh, really? pleasant. No. So I had the frog voice, but then I had the smooth voice. <laughs> and if we had timed it just right, we could have had the smooth voice. But I'm back to just regular old, just my regular old voice. <laughs> One episode so would have been just like us both yeah. like three octaves lower. <laughs> I put jazz on in the background. Put Welcome some smooth to jazz. Colonel Panic. <laughs> yeah um and unfortunately we didn't do the interview with the embers of drift people we talked about it on discord yeah, we never actually talked about it on the show because of all the gaps every in time but yeah <laughs> that that got postponed because of because of me it wasn't because of them at all um it was just at the time it's beginning of january yep we started talking to them in december at the end of december yep. and in the beginning of the january we were ready to do it and then I just, everything at work started happening. Like all in that, like, it was like feast. Like I had been in famine <laughs> for like a month or two. And then all of a sudden, all these projects are like happening now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we could have spread this out, guys. Why are we doing all this now? Yep. And Don't then on top of all I'm, that, I'm, I got sick. So I'm the same way. So yeah, it's a, and, and you know, what's hilarious. I'm getting back into this. I'm getting back into the cycle again where I'm finishing up projects and I'm going to be looking for something to do again. There's got to be a better way. They need to use AI to start planning this stuff out or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Obviously, humans aren't doing it good enough. <laughs> um, also, I rebuilt my entire computer. As I, I've told this story so many times in the podcast where something goes wrong and it ends up turning into me just rebuilding everything. So that happened again. 
and I'm going to talk about that. It's, it's it's just funny because like as this is all happening in like real time, I'm getting messages from you, and you're like, "Oh man, my water pump blew up." You know, blah blah blah. I'll get a new one. Oh though. yeah. Oh man, yeah. it won't fit in my case. I got to get a new case. I'm getting a new case. Yeah. <laughs> just like up, just over and over yeah. and over. It snowballed. <laughs> it snowballed, and it was like my. Um, I sent my wife a message. I was like, "Hey, you know." the water pump broke on my computer <laughs> and she knows like that's, I need to set up an emergency <laughs> fund for my PC. I've recently I know we need gotten food into this week, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly the way it went. Like I need to set up an emergency fund because when my PC is broken, it's like, okay, we will eat tuna salad sandwiches for the next two years. We have, <laughs> my computer needs to be fixed. We will do whatever we have to do. And, um, yeah, I said, I said, oh, I got the new water pump, but it doesn't fit in the case. So now I'm going to have to get another case. And she, she said, funny how that works, huh? Because <laughs> every time, every time I go through one of these situations, I end up having to, to do these like involuntary upgrades, you know? Uh, so we'll talk about that. But before we get into the show, before we get into the meat of the episode, uh, fancy keyboards. You recently got a new keyboard. I did. And... It looks suspiciously like my keyboard. I'll have to edit a uh, a picture in the in the show, but it's uh, definitely not the same brand. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you. So you're getting into this is not your first mechanical keyboard. You've had other no, mechanical keyboards. I've, I've had a mechanical keyboard since 2012. Yeah, but this is like one of the first like like kind of enthusiast ones. Yeah, where like I'd say pseudo um, make it yourself, build it yourself, because mm-hmm. like it's technically you can break it down to the bare bones of this one. You can actually buy a bare yeah. bones version of this and build it yourself. And build it yourself. But yeah, I didn't cool. want to go through all that. I mean, it would be fun, but I just didn't have the time. So I'm like, yeah, and my other keyboard uh, dude, was failing. So the keyboard, <laughs> the, the like enthusiast keyboard thing is like so on the one hand, I kind of get it. I have what I would consider an enthusiast keyboard, although I think it's kind of at the lower end of, of the <laughs> Oh, mine's at the lower end, too, when you talk about enthusiast keyboards. Oh, I know. There's people out there, but I'm talking about real people. There's people out there that will spend $1,000 on a keyboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they hook it up to their MacBook Pro, um, <laughs> which which is a nice PC. I'm not, I'm not shaming anybody, um, but it just it's just funny how like you can be such an enthusiast about the keyboard, but like than not the, the the PC. See, I'm more into like I would, I'm more into building the PC, and like everything involved in that, and then the keyboard I is that. like, I, I just need a keyboard that's going to work with it. I don't know, I don't know. I need to I need to get off my high horse on this. <laughs> um, but uh, the reason I wanted to put it in the show notes, really and truly, I had an ulterior motive here. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, how's the how's the trackball going? How's the trackball? (laughs) So, (laughs) so I ended up, I ended up actually returning that one before. Yeah. Because, well, so I was, I was planning on using it for work. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll use it for work. And at the time I had my old job. And then when I got my new job or my new position, I wasn't allowed to bring it into work. Oh, and this all happened oh, around the same time. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to return it because I'm not going to use. I tried. I really did try using it at home here, and yeah. my 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 issue was is that for gaming, it just it didn't have enough buttons for me. I needed all my buttons on the side yeah. of my mouse, and 
Well, I mean, I don't mean for like first person shooters and stuff. Like, I wasn't going to use it for that anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, just for casual games and whatnot. Even that, I need all my buttons. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah, all yeah. the buttons on my mouse. Okay, um, so, so you returned I, it. No yeah, more trackball. I ended up returning that one. I have, I have the other like twenty dollar one that I got. That funny story. Twenty dollar one was actually the second best mouse that I bought, or trackball mouse mm. that I bought. <laughs> but um, I still have that one that I do occasionally use i'm actually thinking of of setting it up with my tv so it's you know i don't have to use a mouse with it so if i that makes sense for the tv yeah i i I get the use case there because you know you don't have a uh a surface to to run a mouse on it's it's a lot harder (laughs) yeah no i just whenever whenever we started talking about the keyboard it reminded me of the track the trackball and i was like he hadn't mentioned that trackball in a while he's either completely completely like you are zinned out on the trackball and like you're you're 100 trackball person now you got a bumper sticker on the back of your car that says my other car is a trackball and uh or you gave up on it and i said either way i want to bring up the keyboard thing because i want to ask about the trackball well it's not that i gave up on it i just was like it was going to be too too cumbersome to have to have two mice. Then I would I would have yeah. to have two mice, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'll deal with the pain <laughs> for now. Yeah, until it gets too bad. <laughs> well, uh, well, I wish that. So yeah, my situation. It was after we had already decided to postpone uh, the first yeah. couple episodes, and it, it so it, it. I don't know. It, I guess it did continue to postpone things, but the. My situation, I just, my my water pump in my computer just started making this loud grinding noise, like... Was it like a um, deep grinding or was it like a screeching? Like a deep grinding, yeah. not like a screeching. Um, it was almost like, because I, 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 at first I thought it was the fans, because my fans were already, my fans had been going bad for a while. Mm. I knew I was going to need oh, to do yeah. like some fan upgrades. And it was one of those situations, I'm sure everybody's experienced this, where like you have fans with bad ball bearings and like you turn mm-hmm. on your computer, they're loud for the first like five minutes, but then they hit that right spot and then <laughs> yeah. you hit it a couple up. times and get them on balance. Oh yeah, yeah. You kind of tap on it. Like, I got <laughs> a podcast to do. One time too. My, 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 new, my new fans that I have in my case and yeah. I was like, oh crap, these are like not even that old. They're not even like two years old. And they're already doing this, so I tapped it a yeah. couple times. Haven't heard it since. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. you got the right. You got the magic tap, dude. dude the, the, these these have been doing it for like years. Yeah, like, well. I think I think the last time I did a new build on my PC because of the Black Friday sale, like two years yeah. ago. Yep, yep. I, I think I moved these fans from the previous build to this one. Like I didn't buy new oh, fans. Yeah, and so these had been dying for a while. I knew I was going to have to replace them. Well, they started making that grinding noise. And it wasn't the fans because I, I like temporarily stopped the fans to see if the noise stopped and like it didn't stop. And so I figured out it was the pump. So I ordered a new pump that that in the Amazon images looked to be the same size as my water pump. Now oh, it seems to look that way. <laughs> and I, and I should have measured it. <clears throat> see, this is why when my wife made that comment about funny how that happens, it is true. I'm too trigger happy to order things without actually <laughs> looking into and making sure I've got everything I need. Cause that's what happened last time where I, you know, I, I ordered, a, I knew I was going to get a motherboard because I was getting a new CPU that was a different architecture, yep. but I didn't think about that. I was going to also have to get new Ram and then, like it just snowballed, snowballed into this whole thing that I just, and it was all because I didn't plan ahead. I just started ordering parts. 
<laughs> and I said, you know what? My credit card will figure it out later. <laughs> and I just I just kept ordering until I had a full PC. Um, but you know, in this in this scenario, I ordered the water block and or, or I ordered the new pump. It's a pump reservoir combo. Yeah, and they're the best. I, this is a situation too where when I did the build two years ago, and I was specking out my custom loop because I was mm-hmm. switching from a all in one to a custom loop. And I was specking out the custom loop, and I knew, okay, I don't want to buy a bigger case right now. I want to use the case I have. I liked my old case. It was an NZXT, um, like, mid-tower. It was one that you can't get anymore. The new version of it, I just have, like, a slight aesthetic. Like, I just don't like the look of it as much yeah. as the original. Right, I get and you so there. if I got a new case, I'd have to get the new version and all this, yada, yada, yada. Right. So I intentionally got a pump-reservoir combo that was... <clears throat> smaller in size. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Redo that so I can cut that. <clears throat> that was smaller in size because I just wanted to fit in the case, but it was like some unknown brand, and I knew that I'm kind of mm. running a risk here. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised whenever it failed within two years. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I got so you. I I ordered a Corsair to replace it. The Corsair looks identical in images. It comes in. Me and you had already decided to postpone the show anyway. And yep. so I said, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to drain this bad boy, put this new reservoir in, and it's going to be hunky-dory. I I drained it. I had to cut some of the tubes to make it fit just right. And so I'm at the point of no return. I can't go back. Um, and uh, I put it all together, and the side of my case doesn't go on. I can't, pick, can't put the side yep. of it on. I start messing yeah. with the reservoir. Was it a glass? Thinking, was it a glass side or? It is. Yeah. So yeah, that's even worse. Side. You can't even like force it because sometimes if you got right. like a little bit on a metal case, you can force yeah. it a little and it'll stay. But yeah, no, not oh on glass. Oh my gosh! I used to have a PC on a bread rack for this reason. It was the very first water cooled PC I ever had. I just had a regular mid size tower, mm-hmm. and the none of the none of the um, pump or any of the water equipment would fit in it. And so (laughs) we mounted it all onto a piece of wood. We went to Walmart and we got this little bread rack that we could screw down to the piece of wood and then screw my PC on top of that. (laughs) And we had a hole in the bottom of the PC where the tubes came up into the the PC. I've had some wild liquid cool builds, man. I've had some Frankenstein builds, but yeah, with this. So what I thought I could do was, well, if I take the the way the case is made, I can take the front part off. I can move the fans to the radiator on the outside of the case so that the radiator could press all the way against yes, the side right. of the case. Yep. And in that scenario, it still wouldn't fit. And I had already had, you know, I already taken everything. I had rearranged everything. So I started looking at bigger cases. And this brought up the question of open air cases so yep i don't i haven't done any research i don't know if anybody listening to the show has like strong opinions or has done research on open air versus closed air cases i've heard Um, all sorts of different things about good and bad for it yeah so i think typically the idea is that a closed air case you know your traditional closed air case with good airflow is going to be better because you can control the airflow than an open air case where basically Yeah, there's there's all sorts of things that are not necessarily connected to your water cooling loop that are now just sort of open to the air, and there's there's no particular airflow. It's just getting air from wherever it can. So I think, theoretically, that could be negative. But 
there's plenty of people out there with closed air cases that have like a negative airflow because yep. they don't have their fan set up correctly and they don't yep. realize this and there's no real warning signs. So like, no. you know, it, it, I don't know. I think it's kind of six in one and half a dozen in the other. I'm not overclocking anything. I don't even really need to be liquid cooling. <laughs> I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. Uh, the way the way you've recently gotten into hobbyist keyboards, I've I've been into hobbyist liquid cooling for <laughs> absolutely I've, no reason. And I've been doing the opposite <laughs> with the liquid cooling. I, I've I've You're been for out. years slowly yeah. getting out of liquid cooling because <laughs> yeah. like I was I, I I did it smart in my opinion when I first started mm-hmm. liquid cooling. I bought the biggest case I could buy. Like yeah. this thing's I still have it. It's behind me. It's a behemoth. <clears throat> what talking, is it? it? It was just an off-brand, like random, oh, really? random case. It was b- the biggest one I could find. Literally the biggest one I could find on uh, Newegg. I think I bought it. I used to have this Lee and Lee. I don't know what it was. It had a T in the title. I can't remember, but it was like everybody. It was like a super popular case back in the day, and it was huge. You'd go to land parties like luck, like carrying <laughs> this thing in there, but you only have to do just it once, cred, you know, just for the cred, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that's what I moved from the from the bread box uh, PC case. I moved to the Lee and Lee, and I had that <laughs> Lee and Lee. And and again, talking about like before the show, we were talking about how expensive uh, keyboards are, and how like the first time you buy a two hundred dollar keyboard, you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Yeah, why am I spending two hundred dollars on a keyboard? I remember buying the Lee and Lee case. It was like a hundred and twenty five dollars, and I was like, what the heck? Why am I spending so much on a case? This doesn't improve anything. Why am I doing this? And, I know and exactly nowadays, what you mean. <laughs> that's a budget case. That's a budget case nowadays. Like, yeah, seriously. It's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I went with a Thermal Take open air case, and I think it was 130 bucks. It's a, I, that's why I did it, because it seemed like a good quality case for that price. Yeah, Thermal Take's a good one. Yeah, although I don't know how bought into the open air concept I am. Um, I'm enjoying it. I can hear it right now. It'll probably be edited out of the podcast, but I can hear it in the audio. And so I'm hoping that because it's much louder because there's no, you know, the fans are just, the fans are just out here, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I could slide something across my table and it would hit the fan. Like there's no protection. <laughs> um, and so, I, I mean, I don't know that it's the best choice for a podcaster, but I'll edit it out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious what people think in the comments. Let me know if uh, you're for open air or not, or if it's something you never considered. I I I don't for, personally for me. I don't think I could. Yeah. I could do an open air case, like if it was for my bench setup for like you know mm-hmm. if I was crazy and I was just building PCs all the time. Sure, fine. But I don't know if yeah. I'd do it myself because well, number one, number one, I have cats and they like to go to places Ooh. that. Are we have a cat, like. but it hates me. We have a cat; it'll never come in here. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's that's no problem. Then you're good. My cats, if I have the case off of, or the side off my PC, they're in the PC. Like they're yeah, in there. No, I didn't. I actually didn't think about that. <laughs> the dog can't get up there. The dog is. I have a dog. My wife has a cat. That's the way it works in our house. Hmm. Um, the cat never wants to be around me unless my wife's like gone for a few weeks and then he starts coming around. <laughs> cat's like, like, man, I guess I got Somebody's got to feed me. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't think she, I literally don't think she comes no. in this office. I don't think, I don't think my cats would ever like get close to the fan or anything like that. Like they, they they're, they're good about that. But I just feel like if it was open, like totally open all the time, my yeah. cats personally would definitely, uh, 
be laying in it at some point. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. It's actually something you would definitely have to consider. And I know that, uh, yeah, people love cats. I don't know. That's uh, I, I can imagine that is a showstopper for a whole lot of people. My, um, yeah, I didn't consider that. Also, just like pet dander in the in the air because well, I, so it's open air. So, do you I, think I, it causes more or less dust? I agree. I agree about the pet dander side, but but on the opposite side to that, it's easier to clean because it's always open. Yeah, I actually I saw a video today of of uh, it was like an office tour, and this guy had a, a air purif like it wasn't an air purifier. It was like literally just to pull dust out of air. To keep it off electronics. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking does about it getting one of those. It and everything. I don't know if it does all that. It's just it's just like a filter that's that like sucks in and somehow somehow it, it like attracts dust. You know how like certain objects in your house like just seem to attract dust. Like yeah, that's, it was. It, it probably has some sort of. Um, it, it's like an electrical current that ne- I think I think static it ma- or something. Yeah, I think it makes yeah. it negative so that the dust tra- gets attracted to it because dust is positive. Something like that. With I don't know some I've, sort of. Crazy I thought about putting stuff. that in the corner, <laughs> um, in the corner right by the PC. Just you to try that. that it would, it would, uh, it would help because I don't know. I don't know if open air makes it more prone or less prone to dust, but I don't think I don't think it's gonna. I shouldn't say that. I don't know if it would matter or not. I mean, you don't have any filters because with my PC, I have filters all around every, every place. Well, except for one side, but, um, uh, that one has no filters, but like I said, then it's easier to clean because it's open. You can just, you know, if you got an air duster, just freaking hit it with that once in a while. Yeah. Anyway, we've probably ran this situation to the ground. I'll post (laughs) pictures. I do like the new build. Um, the Corsair water pump is like, so like, I thought it wasn't working because it's so quiet and it's so <laughs> like, you, it, 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 it barely moves the, like the liquid. I, I kind of, I want to put a flow indicator in there just cause I'm a little nervous about it. Um, I actually like kind of like blue bubbles into a straw just to make sure that the bubbles got sucked up because I was afraid that like, it's not actually flowing. Yeah, anything. Pumping, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, hmm. but it is, it just has like a, it has like a, a vented bottom that like, I don't know. Depending it, on the heat, it opens and closes. Also, here's another thing. My, uh, my numbers look good. My, my temperatures are good. They're better than they were before. Well, and I have the CPU that is like prone to running at high temperatures and they're running at like normal temperatures. And so that begs the question. Even if the pump didn't work, but yet the temperatures are good and better than they were before, who cares, right? Yeah, like the exactly. point is the temperatures. <laughs> the temperatures are what matter when it comes to water cooling. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's working. It's working. I was so nervous about it that I introduced a little bit of bubbles just so I could see them get sucked up. Yeah, because man, the first pump I ever had, holy crap! When I turned that baby on, it was the like last brrr. one. I could have like yeah. freaking fire hosed my whole house with that thing. The last one I had was the same way. I think this one is kind of a, a slower pump. I don't know. Well, it's probably, like I said, it, it probably has some sort of like heat sensor or somehow where it can sense the heat and, mm, and it, maybe it kicks in just the to? speed because it's, it's a coarse air. So it, they probably have some sort of fancy who knows what involved in it. Yeah. So let's get into a few news items and um, 
and then it's going to lead into a little bit of VR uh, talking because there was recently is the website still up? There was a a fake check. website for the Valve uh, Prism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's still up, I will. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Let me share this. This one, yep. All right, so this website popped up, and apparently, this is all connected to a convention, which uh, I think we'll yep. Let's review the website, and then we'll talk about the convention yes. and and the outcome of this. But uh, this was a announcement website, ValvePrism.com. It looks very similar to the uh, the Valve Steam Deck uh, yep. presentation website, and we have untether your world, experience your PC VR games anywhere, and they have images of what appears to be a Valve. I mean, I'm amazed at like I'm am, I'm amazed the, the at this quality? website. Yeah, the quality of this website. I mean, I was I was shocked. I didn't even know about it <laughs> until after the fact. So, so it it is a. Uh, Powered and performance, uh, you can see it, it, it advertises that it has the AMD Zen 4 uh, with RDNA 3 architecture, similar to the Steam Deck. Um, it has advanced uh, sensor transport uh, that can transport you to any universe. Any. And they have all these shots. Oh, the prices. Uh, it's uh, $12.99 for the 512 gigabyte model and $14.99 for the one terabyte model. Um, and, uh, you know, the specs advertised on this website are, uh, similar to that of, uh, the, uh, the Apple that is (laughs) $3,500. So this seems like a really good deal. And it, and it actually matches our exact predictions from the last episode we recorded. We said valve needs to be making a new VR. That is the next thing they need to come out with something that is like on the level of the steam deck where they have they've taken something that yes it's been done before but they are doing it so much better and it's integrated yep. in their ecosystem and and in their world and it's running Steam OS and it's way more customizable way more open than anything Apple could put out and 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 this is exactly this was exactly our prediction yep so Josh were were we right were we right all along like are they actually are they actually doing what we predicted well Unfortunately, not. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is all a spoof site. <laughs> yeah, this is all a hoax. This is all a hoax. Oh, but it, man. It fooled so, like a lot of people on the internet. It's yeah. so elaborate. I would say, I including myself. I think people myself, believed it for like a couple days. I would have. I didn't know about it till after people had found me out. T- me too. I, I had no idea till after they revealed it. But. but 100%. If we had recorded a podcast last week, we would have, we'd have to be going back and retracting our statement now. Most we'd be likely, like, oh, yeah. We'd be like, oh, God, we were right. We were right, baby. <laughs> 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 this is the best move by Valve. They're definitely... Like, I don't even know where... <laughs> oh, I know where... I, I, actually, I actually heard about it on YouTube. I was just go- going through my... Um, uh, the shorts and i'm like wait what what wait steam has a wait a headset <laughs> and i'm like what the heck and i'm like oh it's fake of course yeah so our dreams have been smashed although i think i i do think 
I don't think that the person that made this website had any insider knowledge. Apparently, this all comes from some weird Furicon thing. Like, yeah, like I was literally a furry like, convention. Why yeah. are they talking about the Valve headset? I don't. I oh, no I know idea. why. I know why. It makes sense to me. It literally just clicked with me because of the um, because of the VR uh, like YouTube space where people use uh, VR to do like an avatar and they don't they don't show their real face or their oh. real body. And I I can imagine that's big in the furry community because you have like a furry avatar. That makes sense. That has to be the, that's that has to be the connection. That would be the only thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah. Other otherwise, I don't know why this seems like it would come out at uh, Southeast Linux Fest. Someone made yeah a, something a fake, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it seems April like it would 1st. be tech related, <laughs> a tech related thing. Yeah, or Valve themselves release this on April first. Yeah. So, yeah, what an amazing. Uh, and they're not asking. You can't actually try to buy this from them. They're not trying to scam anybody. It's just, no. it's like satirical. Um, and uh, yeah, and you so, know what? I, this this like yet again, I will praise Valve because yeah. I feel like I feel like they left that site up on purpose. I I, I think they they were like, this is really funny. This is a great joke. So we're <laughs> just gonna let it up because yeah. you know you know if Apple had something like that happen. It'd be gone the first second yeah, they, they wouldn't want to confuse the branding. Yeah. Yes. Valve but, but probably Valve like, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they're like whatever. But I think they're smart enough to know that if they like go after this, they're going to look like the bad guys. And so oh, that's true. I, that's you know true. what I mean. I didn't think that about that. I think they're smart enough to just like let it ride. You know. Yeah. Uh, like how mad people got at Blizzard for shutting down the. Uh, the like alternative servers for vanilla oh, back before yeah. they had made vanilla, you know? Right. Um, and everybody's, everybody's begging blizzard to release uh vanilla world of Warcraft servers. And then there's this one that gets like really famous. I, I'm not avoiding the name. I can't think of the name right now. Um, and blizzard like shuts it down and then they get all the hate because they're like, well, you're not willing. We've been asking for it for years and you're not willing to yeah. do it. And then these fans do it for just like, out of abundance of like fandom for your game yeah, requests. Yeah. And, um, and it, it kind of made them look like sort of the corporate villains in the situation. Whereas yep. I think maybe Val's smart enough to know that like, if we just like go out, like the, the, the problem is if valve really is releasing a new steam VR, which they have to be because the, the, the original steam VR has been around so long now that it's I just don't see who's buying a tethered VR headset these days. No. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's really advanced. It's probably the it's probably the better headset out of most headsets. I mean other than the the new Apple one, but like you have you have to tether it. You have to have the yep. the VR things and stuff and it's really expensive. I I just think it's too easy to just go buy a $300 uh Quest and then Yep. It's That's not what as good. That's but what everybody's so t- saying about yeah. the Apple is like, forget the Apple, buy a Quest. Dude, $3,500. <laughs> so this con- this conversation is going to lead into that for sure. But I, I wish, so I think the problem is this website comes out. What if yep. Valve really was just over the horizon? They're planning to announce a new VR. Well, now they have to somehow, you know, work it in with this because it's going to look like, Oh, they they're only announcing this now because that website recently posted that spoof about it. Yeah. And now it makes it feel like they forced their hand to go ahead and announce it. Um, And so uh, this could step on the toes of like a real announcement from from Valve. Hmm. 
So that's something they have know. to consider. I don't know. Well, I don't know how they handle it, that situation. So if that theory is correct, then that would tell me that Valve is not ready for to reveal a, a new Because they didn't stomp this out. Right, because they didn't stomp it out. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I really believe they have to be. I really believe. They I, th- have to I don't be. think they're not working on one, but I don't know how yeah. close they are to being they're, done with it. You know, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think we really know that part of it because what is the so? What I kind of wanted to talk about in this episode was what would be useful in a VR headset. What would you <laughs> want from a VR headset, and what would make it worth spending? three thousand dollars on which i i just don't think there it ever be, i don't no, think there ever would be okay, that's the that's the thing see that's what stops me is yeah nothing could could ever make me want to spend thirty five hundred dollars on a headset nothing no i don't care Even what fifteen hundred dollars i don't know that's still you know what steep. i mean yep that's yeah. still i think steep the price me. point the price point on the quest <clears throat> is the right price point i'm i it's it's not something problem, i'm super itching to get into yeah but for that price point, I, I could the problem see the with the quest is I definitely think they're either making just barely making the what what it costs or oh, yeah. maybe a little bit under and they're subsidizing the rest with the ad revenue or whatever data that they collect. You're stuck from, in Facebook. You have to use Facebook. Yeah. To, so to use it. that's that is the problem with Quest that I see is that. I don't think anyone's going to be able to get that price, get it down to that price for the quality mm-hmm. that they have because they're subsidizing their their um, Dude, hardware. Valves are only hope. Like the oh, Steam yeah. Deck, Steam Deck VR is the only the only thing that's going to get it there. I mean, it'll be a thousand dollars, but it won't be three thousand dollars. And I think it'll be it'll be better than the Quest, more open than the Apple product and the Quest yeah. product. And it'll uh, it'll run Steam OS, and I think I I think essentially all they have to do is they have to build. I've seen people on YouTube basically hook up their Quest to their Steam Deck mm-hmm. using you know various hacks and 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 things. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just need to make that, but just package it in like the, their Valve packaging. You know yeah. what I mean? They could make a dummy headset. Yeah. Like 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 basically a dummy headset that you just hook up to your your Steam Deck. Oh yeah, and it yeah. Just, they can just, just make it hook up to a Steam Deck. It. Yeah, like, I, like it wouldn't have to be that yeah. powerful. It could just kind of display it. Yeah, that's true too. And you have <clears> the option to either use your Steam Deck or your PC running, you know, Linux. Exactly. Um, I don't know, but so I watched the video today on the Apple Vision Pro. Which I had I hadn't I hadn't watched yet up to this point. We're like way behind on this uh, on yeah. this tech news story because we just don't really care about Apple too much. But um, so the <laughs> the I watched it today because I wanted to talk about VR a little bit. And first question I have: Pro, what Pro? There's not an Apple Vision non-Pro, right? Yeah, <laughs> you have to buy the Pro. I want the Apple Vision. Is this? I never this, even thought of that, but yeah, yeah you're what so is, right. The Apple Vision should have came out, and then the Pro should have came out. Uh, Does that it, mean once, there's a cheaper version in the in the making? There might be a SE. You know how they do that with the phones? They have the yeah. SE model. They might have an Apple Vision SE, which is basically just a Quest. There it is. Crowbar Colonel Panic has spoken. There is going to be <laughs> a cheaper be version SE. of yeah. the Apple Vision, Vision SE. It'll connect <laughs> to your phone. 
It'll be way less. It'll be way. <laughs> it'll be. It won't have. <laughs> you know how the the pro has the feature where it yeah. like reads your eyes and like yeah. it won't have yeah. any of that. It'll nope. basically just do None what the Quest does, where yep. it does the you'll tracking. Actually, it, it, you'll you'll actually have to slide your phone into the headset like those <laughs> like those cheap like those Google Samsung ones. They used ones. To have. Yeah, yeah. I had a Samsung <laughs> one. Yeah, I didn't actually own one, but we. uh when I worked at Geek Squad, someone returned one, and we played around with it before we uh, put it back on the shelf. Um, the Samsung, when you would you'd snap your, you had to have a, a yep. note, you had to have a Samsung note, you'd snap your phone in it. Yep. I want that for the for the for the Steam Deck. I want <laughs> they just you could three D print a headset that you just slide the Steam Deck into. <laughs> they could call it the Hammerhead. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, but no, so practically. The way the Apple Vision Pro works is it use so it tracks your eyes. Yep. So whenever you're using something like the Quest, um, you it can track your hands and it can track your head movement. Yeah. But it's not actually tracking where your eyes are looking. I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, and so whenever you use the menu, you have to like just have your hand in the right place and it tracks it. And then you can click on things. And the yeah, I think Apple you got a pinch or something like that to to activate on things. the Apple. You look at what you're trying to click on, and then it mm-hmm. watches for your fingers to pinch. But you don't have to hold your fingers. You can just have your your hand in your lap. Yeah. And as long as it can track your your pinch, whatever your eyes are looking at, it'll it'll click on that hmm. on that icon. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I and heard you it, can like you can like map your house and like have like things in 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 virtual space. Um, yeah, like pin so, them there. So when you go back later, they'll yeah. still be there. Which that yep. that's crazy to me. That's like wow. So <laughs> the thing that the, what I've seen that the Apple Pro does well is that whole virtual space thing. So yeah, whenever you're using the Apple Pro, most of the time you are seeing as if you're looking through glasses. It's using the cameras mm-hmm. on the front to actually show you the space you're in. Yeah, and, it's more like AR than VR. Right. Exactly. And then it can display things in that space and it does a really good job. I've never used one firsthand, but based on, I watched the, uh, on the, the Marcus Brownlee, uh, video on it. Mm, yeah, and yeah. based on his video, it does a better job than most other VR headsets in like placing something in the space and it like being like, you know, it's not physically there, but it's as if it physically were on the table, wherever you move in the room, it does a really good job of tracking where it's, where it's located. Hmm. Um, and then also it does this thing where you can um, you can sort of fade in and out of how much reality you want. So <laughs> if you want if you want it to partially be on the moon, you can fade it so that your peripheral vision you're still in your living room, but then everything in front of you is the moon. You know, it's almost like you could step into it. Um, your kids or your wife walk in the room, you fade you out and go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, another thing that it does, all right, it does this well, but I don't know that I understand the practical na- the the practical like use of it. But another thing that it does well is like facial tracking and figuring out what your face looks like, so that hmm. you can do these conference calls where you're oh. in a virtual space with other people and you're all wearing headsets in different places in the world, uh, uh, presumably. And, but you're all looking at each other and your facial expressions as if you're in the room and you're not wearing a headset. Hmm. Um, 
And it does a really good job of like, if you look at the guy to your right, then, you know, this person, they see this part of your face versus that person sees this. Like it does a really good job of sorting all that out. Yeah. And, and technology wise, that is pretty interesting how they're able to do all that, like in a 3d space. Um, but how practical is it? Like what, how much, how much do you think you're gaining by doing that versus just being on a team's call or something? You know, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you because like until, until I, I can put a headset on and like literally like link myself into the matrix and like be I there. I want the holodeck. Like, feel like I'm be there. I, yeah. I want a holodeck. I don't want, I don't want a headset. I want to walk into a room that just That's like, That's basically I'm in a, what I'm kind of describing world. except for you just kind of get logged in to the world, yeah. you know? <clears throat> yeah. I, I want, I'm not that I, would, I want that. I don't want that at all. Like that is not something I I would want in the least. But really, I, I you wouldn't like want th- that. You wouldn't want a. You wouldn't want a holodeck. No, no. Well, the holodeck, I, fine. The holodeck is fine because that's yeah. a room. That's whatever. But ho- hooking yourself into a like like I'm talking about literally like making your mind believe you're in a oh, computer like, like the matrix neural, like, neural like neural implants link. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not into like any that. of that. No, no, no. Yeah, holodeck's fine, but I don't want anything to do with that. Like freaking I, matrix bullcrap <laughs> i have messed up too many computers to know that like what would happen with me with my neural implant i, I would need something special that would roll RM, into tack rf no <laughs> yeah i would be i would be out for the count for like two months while they rebuild my my neural implant because I tried to jailbreak it or something. <laughs> yeah, you know that story is going to happen, right? The one of these days yeah. when when uh, Elon's, uh, you know, yeah. Have you link. seen the Have you seen the Neuralink uh, monkeys Neuralink, playing yeah, games yeah. thing? No, uh, I, I really haven't paid much attention to it, other than the, yeah. the surgery. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but they they. Well, that's another episode. That's another episode, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, so. The the thing about the I don't understand the use case of that. Now, yeah, I can see the use case of the the virtual like we were talking about where you can have something virtually in your physical space. Um, yeah, they're doing a screen replacement for uh, MacBooks. So if you're using a MacBook with a Apple Pro headset on, you can actually replace the screen with your virtual screen. And so one, it turns your screen off. So like if you're on an airplane, you're in a, a room, you know, you're in an office setting and there's a bunch of people around you, you don't want them to see your screen. No one can see your screen but you because it's in your headset and it's not the screen on your laptop is hmm. black. And you Weird. can stretch it out, be is you can yeah, make it yeah. as big as the wall in front of you, you can make it be the wall in front of you, you know. I actually think that's really cool. That's a feature that I could see myself using. I work from home most of the time. I have a like a desk setup downstairs that I use to work for work, and then I have a desk setup upstairs. This one that I use for podcasting and for um, video games, and I want to be a game developer. Um, <laughs> that's that's this room, and I and I separate them because it's too much of a distraction. If I try to work in here, I usually get distracted, and I'm doing something else instead of work. Well, if downstairs all I needed was you know my headset, and I had as many screens as I wanted, and a mouse and keyboard. And then I, I, I actually think I would use that like legitimately, but am I going to wear this thing on my head all day long? Like it does it to me, it's still crazy. Yeah. It still seems like it's just too big of an object 
like in too much of a distraction it's to like have I this want thing it to strapped be inside my glasses <laughs> you know right, like exactly yeah that's what i was going to say is like how small does it, the technology of this have to get before it's like practical to use in that way on like a daily basis i think to be to be completely honest i think we we are like 95% of the way there if if mm-hmm. they just did the processing somewhere else, like on a, on an armband, you know, had your, had the PC components on an armband that you just connect to your, to your glasses, you know, and the glasses were literally just a screen, you know, or a backpack or something like that. Like, I think that was achievable. It's just, they're trying to, I don't know, do the, everything in this, in the headset. Like, I don't know. I, I just doesn't, it just doesn't seem feasible to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it, it on the one hand they're either so early in this not just apple but everybody we're we're yeah. so early in this process that you know it's just it's not practical yet or they're trying really hard to solve a problem that nobody has you know? yeah. it's one of those two things <laughs> yeah. it either is well, something that is going to change this forever the way the the way the uh, smartphone did or it's something that we're never going to need, and they're just trying really hard to make us believe that we need it. I, I really, I really don't think it's going to be the way the smartphone was. I really, I really don't. Um, but I think it could be that for people who work remote, a hundred percent. Yeah. Not right now, but in time, when they get this thing smaller and have better battery life, that you can have it on all day with no problems. Um, yeah. I think it'd be great for people who work 100% remote. Um, just you know, just just to, they don't have to. They have to send. So the company has to send one thing. They don't have to send monitors. They don't have to send. Well, I guess keyboard maybe, um, but they don't have to send a computer. They just send this one item, and you get it, put it on, and you can have as much monitors as you know what, yeah. as you want. Yeah, I think for me, I would actually use this product if it. I'm never buying a $2,000, much less a $3,000. I'm never buying a $2,000 headset. Um, flash forward to me like five years from now, and I'm buying a $2,000 headset. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the cheapest I, one's that. <laughs> I can't see myself. Yeah, just based on inflation, eventually they will be $2,000. Um, I can't see myself ever spending this much on on a VR headset. But in any world, if it was given to me for free, I would try it for the novelty of it. Yeah. I couldn't see myself using this every day. It's just, it's still too big. I don't think I need it to be so small that it's literally like a pair of glasses, but it's got to be something between those two places. Like it, I can't wear yeah. this thing on my head all day and be walking around my house and working in my house. Although there's the devil advocate argument here that once you strap into this thing, it's such a pain to get in and out of that, like you're in yeah. work mode, you're not going to get out and you might be more productive. Cause you're like, I'm never, I'm not that, leaving that, this to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that could be. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, don't think it's practical yet. And I don't think it's going to be there for a while. It reminds me of whenever I remember when I worked at Best Buy and like tablets was like a brand new thing. And <laughs> yeah. which is amazing to think about. Um, and it was like, we're going to get rid of the computer section. It's all going to be tablets. Like, I remember, yep. like, all, every, like, Best Buy <laughs> was going through all these that. transitions. Yeah. 
Um, tablets are going to replace the computer. You're not going to need a computer anymore. Only like gamers and like high end computing is going to be done on computers. And then within a year, that was all proven to be wrong. Blockchain. Yep. Blockchain is the recent one that we went through where, you know, even I'm not even talking about like in the crypto space, although obviously that was huge. But even outside of that, at the company I work for, they were talking about, oh, we can use blockchain for this and that and this and that. Oh, yeah. It, it yep. all proved to like it, it all proved to only be practical in a very niche kind of way. In yep. 90% of the cases, it's completely unpractical. And like you're just trying to find a way to use this new technology where it's not yep. really a practical application of it. And I, this, this like reeks of that to me, the whole VR world. And right now it's like big in gaming because it's like, Oh, yeah. we can get immersed into a game. Um, and I've played that, that, uh, that mouse game that was really cool. I thought it was extremely innovative and I have a, a few ideas. Um, you know, unity has a development kit for VR. Um, I could see how this could break into the, the the gaming universe in a unique way, but that's not Apple's market. Apple's trying to no. prove the office. You know, they're they're trying to <clears throat> yep. say every company needs to be considering this for their um, their employees. You know, and I think that's why they marketed it at such a high price. Not only because it is expensive to produce, but I, I think it, they want it to be more of a a business oriented item. Yeah. Well, and and I think they know that this is the I don't think I don't think Apple is so naive to believe that like like they know this is the thing's got a battery attached to it you have to carry it around like this is almost a like beta product. Like they yeah. they they know mm-hmm. that this is only only early adopters are buying this and reviewing it. Um I almost think they're just scared that someone else is going to come out with it first and so they're they're trying yep. to come out, you know, release it as soon as they can, but they know this is the beginning. This is the beginning of this. You know, one thing I can't think of, uh, a place I used to work at, they were looking into augmented reality for forklift drivers. Yeah. So for- forklift drivers would get directions on where to go. And oh, yep, yep. They could have a computer somewhere that would track the other drivers so they wouldn't accidentally cross each other's paths and also give them the quickest route to like their destination. And yeah. Cause then you could technically see through walls and all that stuff. Cause yeah. you could see the other drivers. You could track the other drivers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I can see this being a practical application of, but again, <laughs> they're not going to wear this giant headset and keep up with this battery, you know, like it's got to get yeah. smaller, but it will, it does, you know, but it will. It's interesting. Yeah, everything, everything gets smaller. Everything gets better. That's just how it goes. Just that's the the, the the turning of the seasons as the <laughs> headset turns. As the <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's that's VR in a nutshell. I I had a VR headset for like two weeks and I returned it right at the end of the <laughs> right at the end of the fourteen day return policy. And uh, because I could never get it to work on Linux, and at the time I didn't have any win- Windows, where I now I don't have any Windows installations either. Um, I'd have to set up a VM or something of Windows just to just to use it. So yeah, that's too much. I'm I tried. Still, <coughs> I tried using. For me. At work, they had this like little space set up where they had VR stuff and whatnot. You could mess around with. I tried it. I couldn't see. I had to take my glasses off. I couldn't see. Yeah, I so struggled I was just with that like, too. Whatever. Never yeah, gonna, I struggle never with gonna, that too. Um, be able to use this. <laughs> I used I with my glasses off. I could see, but I couldn't see well. And then it's like, why? Why do I got this thing on my face? Yeah. If I can't see, if I don't see it well, I'm not immersed. And nope. then 
um, they have an adapter where you can wear glasses, and then I could see, but it's it's I don't know, it's just awkward. We you have glasses, it's it's awkward, and yep. and I think if you're scared, if you're staring at screens all day like that, you're probably gonna need glasses if you don't already have them. So I don't know, it seems like a <laughs> yeah. bad. Uh... Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. yeah. Okay, you brought up a good point. Whatever happened to you know? Hey Johnny, stay like yeah, five feet away yeah. from the TV, or else it's gonna burn your eye sockets. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we got stuff like freaking two inches away from our eyes. I know. I researched it a little bit. It's even brighter. <laughs> whenever we had the VR headset, my son loved my son loved it. It was so funny putting it on him. <laughs> and I would re I was researching, is it okay for someone this young to have a VR headset on? And it basically was like, it's still too new. Nobody really knows. But that's basically yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like it seems okay. <laughs> just just let your son do it. He'll be the guinea pig. That's basically what they're telling you there. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, that's that on VR. I think uh, one segment we want to do on the show is to do more home lab stuff, which we said that last year. You have had some success with uh, i'm jealous i'm jealous <laughs> of your high availability cluster that you've that you've built <laughs> i didn't know if you wanted to tell us about it in any way um and uh well first off let me ask you the question of why why high availability why did you choose to take on this project so <clears throat> i I've been I've been slowly upgrading my network with different things like I um I'm slowly getting rid of my TP-Link router to uh replace it with an OpenSense router that I built. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? All this stuff is running off of one device, my DHCP, DNS, all that stuff, whatever. Why don't I make a high availability cluster so that I never have to worry about not having internet as far as if the device goes down. So basically what I did is I built this cluster with Proxmox and um, I put v- VMs on it <clears throat> that do all the different, um, different things I need. Yeah. And I guess the idea is, cause I imagine in the, in the uh, video that you sent me, which I'll edit some of that in here um, in the video that you sent me, they're all together. I imagine they're all in the same like power source. So, if, yeah. If that power source goes bad, you lose them all. But I guess the idea is that if a VM becomes corrupt, if something happens on one or yes. even two of the devices, then it can fail over to the third in the cluster or, you know, one of the others in the yeah. cluster. Yeah. Yeah, and I can remedy that by by getting a a um uh power supply a uh, not a power supply uh, you know what i'm talking about ups yeah. yeah ups i can remedy that um by using one of those i don't have one as of right now but um i plan on eventually getting one for it <clears throat> but yeah my 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 goal was just just so that the hardware if the hardware goes bad cuz i've had several things go bad and and then you know it causes all sorts of problems you have no internet and whatnot and you're getting a call at you know whatever hour of the day <laughs> Yeah, no, I could see it. I had a OpenSense server at my at our old house, and it was just on some old PC that I had. And what would happen with it? It would it would get too hot and shut off. And yeah. I just kind of knew that every couple of days I was going to have to restart it because it would get too hot. And in in your scenario, 
um, that if it even if it did get too hot and restart, you wouldn't lose internet connection because you'd fail over to one of the others in the cluster. Yeah, you you'd lose you'd lose it for like I think I clocked it at two two to three minutes to, yeah. to fail over to the next one. Uh, it could it could be faster, but the way I have it set up, it is that's as fast as you're gonna get. Because I so there's several ways you can set it up. Uh, mm-hmm. for the storage because the one problem with this is you have to make sure that the storage for the vms is the same on every one or else when it switches over it's going to be an older version of the mm, vm yeah so you have to constantly yeah. be updating it um or or have a um share that you just have all the vms on so that they're all the same you know and mm-hmm. the way i have it set up which for me was the easiest way um, that made the most sense because even a even a share that's one point of failure. If share goes out, then all your VMs die. Yeah. Um, but the way I have it set up is it's with ZFS and it replicates each VM to the other two uh, nodes every however many you can set it for however many minutes you want or hours or days or whatever and every 15 minutes whatever it'll replicate all the new changes to the other two yeah um, nodes and then you know when it dies it'll fail over and then it'll have the last 15 minutes you know you might you might lose 15 minutes but that'd be it that'd be all you lost how does it choose if you so i know in some cases you have to have an arbitrator to choose who the uh that's kind of how this, this is a, a quorum, so you need at least three. So one of them's the master, and the other two are the other two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The worker nodes or whatever. Yeah, yep, yep. Active passives. Um, yes, exactly, exactly. So cool. um, that's how it does. So the thing is, you can't have two, because then it'll just go into a forever, you know, yes, no scenario where it can't decide which one's the the lead so it'll yeah. uh it won't work so you, it, it's best to have well you have to have three and it's best to have at least five because technically five would be you can lose two and still be good yeah yeah we have this situation there's a application that has a situation at work um where we have to have a basically a fifth is just there to arbitrate in the event of a tie where it's trying to choose what yeah, the actor should be. Yeah, and you can set that up too, I believe. But the way I have it set up, the easier way, I should say, to set it up is just, you know, one of the three is the arbiter of the other two. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's and that's true. Actually, the way we we're doing it is kind of redundant. It, you a a inactive node that's still part of the cluster can also arbitrate. It doesn't have to be yeah, because if you lost the arbiter the, outside right. of it, then you'd lose everything if you didn't have a way to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is like a really cool concept, and I I like it. I think it's practical, um, but also, you know, you and I are both in this scenario where we have jobs in this field, and we're constantly trying to stay on top of, yeah. you know, how DevOps and all of this works, and having a home lab system like this, it just, I it feel just like helps you. Yeah. It just helps you build that portfolio, helps you be more comfortable with these topics whenever you're talking about them at work. And like, you know, there's tools that are used in the home lab world that are not used in the corporate world. Like yeah. 
I've never walked into a, a corporate office that's using Proxmox. Um, no. <laughs> but it's not that different than SimpliVity. You know what I mean? Like no. the concepts are the same. Or VMware. Yeah. And so it's not really it's not really like astronomically different. What I've been thinking about, because I'm on the side of like I have a pretty good home network setup. I don't have many needs I'm trying to fill. Um, but I want to have a home lab set up and I want to do more projects like this uh for my portfolio for you know for my job. And um what I've been thinking about, and you inspired me with your high availability <laughs> cluster. I kind of want to set my home lab up on on Kubernetes. So mm. I have my Proxmox build now. I've taken the opposite approach from you. I don't have three PCs. I have one PC, but it's like a it's like a chunker. It's a chungus PC. <laughs> yeah. Um it's <laughs> Can like do full, it all. <laughs> yeah, it's a full gaming rig that is dedicated just to running Proxmox. And right now, I'm not even running any VMs on it. I had a Windows VM that I was using for video editing, but Thank God, I'm finally out of my Adobe contract, and I don't have to continue Adobe, so I can go back to editing <laughs> Got rid of that uh, quick. videos. Yeah, I had to wait till I could get to a period where I could get out without having to pay a fee. Um, dude, Adobe sucks, but that's another podcast for another day. Um, so I'm back on uh, using DaVinci Resolve, and I can use my computer. I don't have to run a Windows VM, and so my Proxmox is basically just sitting there doing nothing. And I was thinking about standing up a Kubernetes uh, VM and then uh, building some containerized applications for, I don't know, I, I've, I have never made a, uh, a pie hole. Everybody makes that as their... As, that's as what I have. Their, that's, what, that's what's yeah, running my I know, DNS I know, and yeah. my <laughs> DHCP. I, I, <laughs> I, might, I might build one of those. That's like the classic home lab build. Um, it's great, dude. Like it, it is one of the best things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I need to do it. I need to do it. Um, so I, I'm thinking about setting all that up on Kubernetes, and the only reason why is because I want. I don't think it. I don't know how practical it is to do that, but I want to learn yeah. more about it. So this gives me yeah. the opportunity to do that. So I'm gonna start looking into that. And I know that there's like right, a. Here's the big question: K8s yeah. or K3s? That's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was I was looking over at my notes to see K3s. Um yeah, I don't know. Am I I all of the uh, the home lab guides that I see they they suggest you use K3s because yep. it's like a more simplified home lab version of yep. K8s. Yep. But I'm like I'm trying to learn this for career reasons. Yeah, and I'm so like, why go with the lesser? Why go with the lesser? Yeah, I shouldn't even go with Kubernetes at all. I should just, I should just make VMs on Proxmox. It seems like I'm, I'm overcomplicating this, but, um, but I'm, I'm overcomplicating it because I want to learn about it. So I think, yeah. I think I'm going to try to go full shebang. I actually even thought about using. You can get if you use older versions of ESXi, you can actually run VMware. I believe that there's not a license fee for using like an old version. So just I can not literally to burst your build, bubble, but yeah. they literally just announced they just did it. Ah. Yep, they just announced that they're getting rid of the ESXi, the yeah. free version. I saw. So I haven't listened to uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the Jupiter Broadcasting Home Lab podcast? Uh, oh, uh, self hosted. I haven't listened to the new episode yet. I just saw the show notes and I saw that that was in the notes. So I was yep. afraid. That, unfortunately, I was afraid unfortunately, that was they killed that. Oh man! So Proxmox maybe I'll, is the only way, man. <laughs> guess I'll stick with Proxmox then. <laughs> I guess that's the, that, that's the only way to go. Um, 
but yeah, I was thinking I should build my I should build my system out as close to the environment that I'm currently working in as possible. So that yeah. way I, I have like a, a home lab that kind of reflects my, my work, my That's work That's reasonable. Um, I don't have the money for that, but. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't actually do that. It'll be a, it'll be a small, it'll be a small <laughs> mini version of it. Um, all running on a, on a single PC, but. Yeah. With VMs, cool. you can replicate it. All right, uh, this was fun. I'm glad we did an episode. Glad we, I'm glad we burst the bubble. Get back in the, get yeah, back I know. in the rotation again. I know it was just it was just crazy. Everything happened, and yeah, we already went over that. But yeah, yeah. it was just nuts, dude. I I wanted to do an episode on. I was thinking because some of the chat in our Discord has been about sort of like, uh, like tech career path kind of stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was thinking like we should do an episode on like how to like more like career related like topics like how to manage your time in the tech field, you know, or how to you know, how to have work life balance Ooh, in I don't know the tech field. I'm, I'm that's what I was gonna say. Stuff, is so. I don't think we're good at any <laughs> of that stuff to act if we were good at that, this podcast wouldn't go out. We would do more episodes. <laughs> It'd be perfect. It'd be on time every week. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not good. We can't give any advice in those realms because we're not really if we were better at it, we'd be doing the show more. So <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're trying here, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have uh, I have some stuff I want to talk about in the next couple episodes. I think we'll be we'll be booked for a little bit. But thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you and peace. See ya. <laughs>